Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. have a messy room, take a messy garage, right? You don't think it's vying for your attention. Oh, but it is. And you do all you can to avoid that space because you don't like how it makes you feel. But then there's that one, right? If you have to grab something, you go, right? You go and you grab it. You're like, all right, I'm out of here. But then, yeah, I'm going to close the door quick. I don't want to even yeah. see it. <laughs> grab exactly. it and I'm out. <laughs> That's it. But then there's that one day where you're like, you know what? That's it. I'm going in. And yeah. think about what you do. You roll up your sleeves, you grab your garbage bags, and now think about what happens. It's actually worse. It's worse because I'm going to donate this. I'm going to toss that. I'll get this fixed. Stuff is all over the place, right? But then <laughs> I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm only kidding. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but think about what happens. You donate, you toss, you go to get fixed, whatever, and you get your nice little boxes, everything else. You put back what's left. And now think of how great you feel. You want to call your friends over and be like, come on over and look at my garage, right? The only way you can feel that is because you dove in and you did it. You can't feel that sense of empowerment, of pride, of satisfaction until and unless you go into that messy room. That's that's the whole thing with betrayal. Not going to lie. It's not easy, but it is the most transformative work you'll ever do. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Shelton Kranz. This is an inspiring podcast for those seeking proven ways of healing, growing, and transcending their lives. I am a legendary leader in healing, acclaimed author, keynote, and TEDx speaker, a mom, an adventurer, and a believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, every other week I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from hand-picked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. You know, I I think that there's like a little voice inside of you or like a little piece of you that just knows you need to change something because you're approaching life in a way that you're not getting the results you want, but you're not helping yourself. And I was in that like little rut where I was doing, I had attached my self-worth to all the roles I play in my life. And I think in one of your exercises, we had done that and I, and I had, I, I, tortured myself that week we did the self-worth exercise because my definition of self-worth was attached to um am I a good physician am I a good mother you know my good friend sister like you name the roles I played and that's how I I judged my self-worth and what you sort of taught me to do was like it has nothing to do with the external it's really about you know your self-worth comes from within you and I realized I just didn't have a point of reference because all of my self-worth was attached to out and a lot of my excuses were because of all the obligations I had outside of myself so when I really took that leap it was because I realized everything that I was saying and doing was attached to the worthiness I experienced on the outside and nothing from the inside. Hello friends welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Schulting Kranz. Today I have on Dr. Debbie Silber, and we had a firing conversation about 
Are you healed or are you hardened? For many of us coming out of any type of trauma, if it's relational betrayal, grief, loss, whatever, we may go through this world, through this lifetime, with a little bit of mm, barriers, right? Or something around our heart, um, around our body to keep us safe. And what we don't want to do is truly to harden ourselves to what is really most important, which is living. So go grab your journals. We are going to have an incredible conversation around this topic, and I would love for you to take notes. Before we dive in, I want to remind you that we are filling our the last of our Grand Canyon retreats. I can't believe I'm even saying that. So it's hard for me. This is hard for me. Uh, we are running retreats in the Grand Canyon in July over Thanksgiving and January of 2023, and then we are stopping um, indefinitely. And the reason why is because the Grand Canyon is redoing their uh, their they're redoing the entire water pipeline through the Grand Canyon starting in 2023. Um, and they say it's going to take about eight months. I have no idea how long it's truly going to take. Could be eight months. Could be who knows. Point being is that for me, it was not only the time within my heart, but also a universe guide saying, hey, it's time for you to broaden, to up level and to reach more uh, people in this world. And so I am doing, I'm stepping into um, speaking engagements, which I am super excited about because as a former teacher, y'all know I love to teach, love to guide, love to speak. And so that is one very big platform that I'm going to be stepping onto as well as running wellness retreats for corporations. Uh, and so this is a really exciting time in my life as well. That said, do not miss out on these amazing retreats. They truly have been life-changing, transformational. I love them. I love, love, love running them. I have seen everything from, oh goodness, uh, babies being born afterwards, um, relationships that have shifted, uh, purpose found in life. And it's just, there's so much healing as one, many, many people have said to me, it's like my entire lifetime of therapy put into three months. I remember that these are three months of group coaching along with a one-on-one -on -one session with me as well as the five or six day retreat within the Grand Canyon itself. So these are very personal to me. I love, love doing them and I'm sad to close this chapter and I'm excited to see what lies ahead. So we do have those. We do have one spot, <clears throat> excuse me. We have one spot left also for our Alaska healing retreat, which is on the water. Um, other than that, all of our retreats have been filling. And so I do not, I would hate for you to, to, to miss out. And so if this is something you're interested in, send me an email, sarah at sarahsheltoncrans.com. That is S-A-R-A at sarahsheltoncrans.com. And let's get you in. Now, I also have something exciting that's also happening. Um, we are Florence Williams, who is the best-selling author of The Nature Fix, and she her new book, Heartbreak, just came out. We are running a retreat together in July. She and I up at, um, just outside of Telluride, uh, at High Camp. If this is something that you would be interested in, it's three nights in a cabin on this beautiful mountain <laughs> in the middle of Colorado, well, in Colorado, 
Uh, we, we are going to be doing everything from the science behind nature healing down to the emotional tapping in grounding space of healing. And so if this is something that may have interest you, uh, this particular retreat is all women. Um, and uh, message me and let's see if it's the right fit for you as well. These are going to go there. Actually, the spots are already filling up limit 11. And uh, I'm really excited to step into this with my dear friend, uh, Florence Williams. So again, Sarah, S-A-R-A at sarahsheltoncrans.com. That particular retreat is three nights and four days. So let's dive in as well um, to, gosh, and there's so much more on my website. So so much is happening. Uh, we have our online uh, healing um, online healing program as well, if that interests you. And there's a lot of cool things that are happening on my website. So go take a look, sarahsholtoncrans.com. Okay, let's get into Dr. Debbie. Dr. Debbie Silber is the founder of the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, and is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert, the author of Trust Again, and is a two-time number one international best-selling author of The Unshakable Woman and From Hardened to Healed, The Effortless Path to Release Resistance, Get Unstuck and Create a Life You Love. Her podcast, From Betrayal to Breakthrough, is also globally ranked within the top 1.5% of podcasts. I am going to be a guest on her podcast, which is really exciting. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx twice, and more, she's an award-winning speaker and coach dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals, as well as any other blocks preventing them from the health, work, relationships, confidence, and happiness they want most. Now, go in and you are going to be able to take a quiz uh, at the bottom of the show notes. Um, there is a quiz that can actually guide you through, are you healed or are you hardened? In the meantime, go grab your journal, grab your favorite drink, take this outside, listen to it, hear the birds, the butterflies, take in those deep breaths of the air around you and look up at the sky and in gratitude always, listen to this amazing, beautiful podcast. Uh, please do me a favor and share, share, share. That is how we get this podcast out there. I say this all the time. We are ripples for one another and get it into the world so others can also learn and, uh, and be in the same space with all of us. I love you. I am so thankful that you are here. Once again, here is Dr. Debbie Silver. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly Podcast. I have Debbie Silver on and we're just going to dive because... There's a lot to chat about. And one of the things that we're really going to talk into is, are you healed or are you hardened? And why is this so important? Because it's something that is a conversation that has come up in my own life as somebody who is a trail trauma survivor, thriver. I, I love that in my life, I think of, uh, we have the victim space, we have the survivor space, we have the thriver space. And so the thriver space is pretty exciting. And I want to dive into this conversation with you, Debbie. First of all, welcome to the Live Boldly podcast. Thank you. Looking forward to our conversation. Oh, so good. So you guys go grab your journals, grab your pen, get outside, listen to this, take the notes, and then go back and listen to it again and share it. Um, so I want to dive into this with you because hardening is something that I found myself doing and softening is something that I continue to work on. 
So let's, especially as somebody who had been through betrayal trauma, you know, as I just shared with you, there was 14 years of it in my life and unbeknownst to me. And so let's, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, This is the power of social media. That's how we met. And then also I want to dive into the studies that you've worked on. I want to dive into your work and I want to so dive into, are you healed or are you heartened? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So it's actually my 30th year in business and as life would morph into so in business and I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful uh, betrayal from my family thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened a few years later, this time, my husband, anybody who's been through it, it's shocking, devastating, life-changing, right? So I, I got him out of the house and I looked at the two experiences and I thought, okay, well, what's similar to these two, of course me, but what else? And I realized, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my own needs seriously. And I really believe that if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here I was, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I'm like, I'm going back for a PhD. Honestly, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, how I was going to manage it. But it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much, I didn't quite understand it. He was on his own too, but I wasn't ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Wow. Okay. So here's where I want to stop for a second. Pause. When nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Write that down. Stick that everywhere, everywhere in your house. And then the other thing that you mentioned about that's been coming up a lot more lately in my life is betrayal is not simply in terms of partnerships. Betrayal oh. happens in families. Betrayal happens in friendships. Betrayal happens in work environments. Betrayal happens continuously in society. Self. So yeah, hello. Betrayal of self. That's a big one. Okay, let's start there. Betrayal of self. Let's start there. Right. If something or someone isn't in your best interest and you keep going back for more, that's a (laughs) self-betrayal, right? But then the way it works is, and and I define betrayal as a a spoken, the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. Every relationship has them. Think about it. We had a rule. I was going to show up. We were going to have a conversation. If I didn't, I would have betrayed you. Now, wouldn't have broken you, right? But a betrayal nonetheless. The way it works is the closer and the more we depend on someone, the deeper the betrayal. So a child who's completely dependent on their parent and the parent does something awful, that's going to have a different impact than, let's say, your best friend sharing your secret. Your coworker taking credit for your idea. Different level of cleanup. Still a betrayal. Different level of cleanup. But yeah, it, it, betrayal has so many faces. Wow. Okay. So you've been betrayed by your family. Mm-hmm. You've been betrayed by your husband. Mm-hmm. And you have taken all of this work to help others to understand betrayal in and of itself. Yeah. You know, you could, I looked at it like, listen, I had a really powerful story. Everybody, the closest people to me all betrayed me. And if I told it to anybody, I would have gotten lots of sympathy, but at the end of the day, that's all you get, you know? And I remember moving through this study and, and it was a moment, you know, when you have those moments and it was a moment where I just thought, if I can heal from this, I'm taking everybody with me. That was me at 17 because I was betrayed by the police. 
Oh. I was betrayed by the community. I was betrayed. I mean, there was so many levels of betrayal there. Yeah. And I remember having that moment of like, you know what? Someday this needs to be written about. And what I didn't know that is that I was going to be betrayed by my husband years later, which then led me into it. And you touched on something here. And that is the betrayal of self. When you know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, and yet you don't listen to the red flags. You follow what you think are white flags, but they're actually cream colored and sometimes pink that turn into red. There's a problem. So well, we all need to start listening to ourselves. It's not that it's a problem. It's an opportunity. And here's it's, why. Yes. We can spot an unhealed betrayal a mile away. And, an, and repeat betrayals is a classic sign of an unhealed betrayal. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. There's a profound lesson needing to be learned. Whatever it was for you, right? Like for me, it was take your needs seriously. Put yourself on your own list, whatever it is. And until and unless you get that, you will keep getting opportunities in the form of people to teach you. Right. The universe speaks. They keep exactly. handing them to you until you listen. Yeah. So it's time to be self-sabotage because we don't want to listen. That's it. It's so true. But that's why people keep saying, what the heck is it me? Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault, in that you're not getting that lesson. And when you do, it's going to change your life, right? Like for me, enrolling in a PhD program, I never did anything for myself like that. That was the first thing I've ever done. Changed my entire life. You know, so that's, that's why when those, those betrayals keep repeating, take a look, there is something to learn there. And usually it's when you get the mother of all betrayals where you're like, that's it. I'm never going to do this, that I'm doing this now. Lesson learned. It doesn't have to repeat itself again. It's an opportunity and opening for what's magical and possibilities. Exactly. hundred percent. But betrayal is such a different type of life crisis. And it's not to say which is better, which is worse. They all stink, but it's so different. And and that was actually the first discovery. I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, post-traumatic growth is, if you can imagine like the upside of trauma, how let's say death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever, leaves you with a new perspective, insight, awareness you didn't have. But I had been through death of a loved one. I'd been through disease. And I was like, no, betrayal feels very different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for everybody. So I asked all my study participants, if you've been through other crises besides betrayal, is it different for you? Unanimously, they said, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self is shattered. Rejection abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. They're all shattered and all have to be rebuilt. So it didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It's like, yeah, you have to rebuild your life, but you also have to rebuild yourself. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, PBT. That's the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. Okay. Say that, slow that down. What is it called? (laughs) What is it Post-betrayal transformation. That's why it's the PBT Institute. Post-betrayal transformation. That's post-traumatic growth, right? Rebuild of your life plus rebuilding the self equals post-betrayal transformation. You are a complete and total, totally different person once you've done all that work. And, And betrayal lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. You take all the parts you love, you leave behind what no longer serves, and you create a version of you that never would have had the opportunity to show up had that not happened. And here's where that this also, for those of you who are listening, who are in that space, 
this is where I always say too, you're going to have a different community, Mm -hmm. which is a part of the growth. You're not going to have the same people around you that you did most likely, because as you continue to rise and as you continue to transform and when others don't understand you, don't like it, which happens, it's our opportunity to continue to follow our light, our heart into what is best for us. It's so true what you're saying. And not only is it so true, it happens at a very specific point in your healing process. And people say to me all the time, what the heck is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if those people don't rise, they don't come. Right. You've outgrown them. And, and But if you don't understand that, you're like, what the heck? Um, I was totally fine with all these people just a while ago, but your eyes are open and you see things very differently. Mm-hmm. And it happens, like I said, it happens at a very specific point. Want me to talk about the next stage? I yeah, mean, let's the next, talk about the next stage. Let's keep going. Yeah. Keep going. So the second discovery was um, that there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we've had 60,000 people on our site take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent they're struggling. A few things about that. We've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal. That's not true. Uh-huh. There's a right. There's a question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. Feels like I've been gutted. So we know when it comes to betrayal, you cannot count on time to heal it. And every couple of months, I pull the stats from the quiz. You want me to read some? Ah, uh, yes. I, I'm telling you, this is like you know when you just know. I just mm-hmm. know that people are right now going holy, yeah, because people will question me. Why have you gotten out of this so fast? How have you actually transformed so quickly, Sarah? When I'm still in this for thirty plus years. Oh, there's such a reason why. And the third, stage, why. the third discovery is going to tell you exactly why you moved as you did. And someone else is struggling for 35 years. I can't uh-huh. wait to get to that one. But yeah, let me yeah, just finish up with this. Okay. So now imagine out of 60,000 people, men, women, just about every age is represented almost every country. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. And you know how painful those triggers are. Oh. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. So you could go to sleep, you wake up, you're exhausted. That's how you know your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you use food for comfort. 45% have a gut issue. And this is anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea, doesn't matter. The most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% can't concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, you still have to work, you still have to raise your kids, that's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are really angry. And it's very common to bounce back and forth. I know that that common feeling. Me too. It sucks. 82% 82 feel hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. This is why I wrote trust again. Amazing. 
84% have an inability to trust. 84%. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward and they don't know how. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. Yeah. Ready? It's not like those statistics were 20%, 30%, right? Those stats I just read you could be from a betrayal that happened decades ago. So here you are walking around with that gut issue, that anxiety, that weight issue, that inability to trust from something that happened decades ago. Yep. And may I add something to this? Mm. Hurt people hurt people. Oh, yeah. And we, we know that. We know that. And so sometimes, unfortunately, what I've also found is that those who have been betrayed don't give a rat's ass if they betray others because it's kind of like, you know, hurt people, hurt people. That's what they know. And and I've seen too. Yeah, you're so right. And, and betrayal will show you who someone truly is. It also has the opportunity to wake them up to who they temporarily became. You never know what's going to show up, but I've seen it both ways. And and here's the thing, though. Rebuilding is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself and move on, right? That's what I do with my family. That's what you've done. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely new. I'm talking from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. That's what I did with my husband. So not long ago as two totally transformed people, we married each other again. New rings, new vows, new dress, and our four kids is our bridal party. But what I can promise you is that never would have happened if there wasn't a complete and utter death and destruction of the old. That's the only way you rebirth the new. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's just a a new you or a new collective you. You never know. But the but the the whole thing is once that betrayal happens, that is your opportunity having nothing to do with the other person just to get to your, your physical, mental, and emotional best. And then you never know what's going to show up. And, you know, I think, I think it's really important for people to understand that anything is possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And it takes two. One person cannot fix a relationship. And that is really important to remember because so many times we take on the responsibility of two people. You cannot do that. It doesn't work that way. No, you're so You give the other person, you're literally taking, when you try to do that, you're taking this amazing, beautiful lesson that they could actually hold and use internally for themselves. And you're saying, you're literally taking that from them. You're stripping it from Mm -hmm. them. So give them the opportunity to do the work too. I love what you said. Can I give you an analogy that shows this in action? Yeah, please. Okay. So people ask me all the time, can trust be repaired? I say no. Can it be rebuilt? Yeah, but it takes a lot of work. And I look at trust like a brick wall. The only way I know of a brick wall being built is brick by brick by brick, right? Every opportunity that person has to show that they're trustworthy, one brick in that brick wall. So now imagine, I mean, that's why it takes a long time, but now imagine the person who built this whole brick wall in one earth shattering moment, series of moments, tears the whole thing down. You you have the opportunity. You could look at the rubble of bricks and say, I don't have the least bit of interest in watching that thing get rebuilt. Totally fine. However, if you're willing, and that would be your only role, if you're willing to, if you want to, you don't have to do that. But if you, if, if you want to 
then your job would be to be willing to watch that brick wall be rebuilt. And the other person who shattered it has to be a really good bricklayer. And it goes up the same way it went up the first time. Every opportunity they have to show that they're trustworthy, one brick in that brick wall. But here's what I see. I see the person shatters the brick wall. The person who's been betrayed is so devastated and brokenhearted. The other person doesn't really have much of an interest. And they're like, okay, fine, I'll build it. No, right? doesn't work like that. doesn't work like that. That's why they can't trust. They don't feel safe. They don't feel valued because they're not. That's the, that's your job would be okay if you're willing. And then, you know, it's really up to that other person, you know, forgiveness we've always heard has so much to do with us. Reconciliation has so much to do with that other person. Yes. You know, yes. I'm the forgiveness queen. Like, I mean, you know, I love yeah. forgiveness. I'm all about forgiveness. I mean yeah. that in every, like, uh, this is, I love forgiveness. I think forgiveness is something, one of the most underestimated um, underutilized tools that we can possibly use in this world in this lifetime. And it, again, it starts with self, like forgiveness starts with self. And so I love, I love that tool. I love everything about it. And it does not give pre people permission to just go around and hurt other people either. Right. And that's the other space of it. Yeah, so when I say that, I mean, I really have gotten to a place of deep, deep, deep understanding of my own forgiveness, starting with self. And if I can do it, I want everybody to understand something. Uh, everybody has the opportunity. Everybody and I so hear that. And, and same with me. I mean, if I, I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. And, you know, also, it's so interesting because you talk about forgiveness. That also goes at a certain place. And at yeah. a certain time, and I can talk about the third discovery. And well, let's you know, third. Let's go. Let's okay. dive. And we and we see that later on. But okay, so uh, because when you forgive too soon, it backfires every time. But, right? Okay. This for me was the most exciting out of the three discoveries. And what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to fully heal, and by fully heal, I mean having those symptoms of post betrayal syndrome to that whole healed place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five stages, proven predictable stages. What's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. Yeah. And I'm happy to share the stages if you want to hear them. Let's dive. Let's dive. And here's where, and I'm going to show you where the whole healed or hardened thing shows up too. So stage one is, um, this is before it happens. It's like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, and not really prioritizing the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being, right? Does that sound like it makes sense, right? This is the work I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I was going to have such a good time chatting with you today. All right. But think about it. If the table only has two legs, easy for the table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, by far the scariest of all of the stages. And it's shock, trauma, D-Day, Discovery Day. And uh. it's, right? Everybody knows exactly where they were when when they discovered their betrayal. It's like a psychological earthquake. They know life before it happened and after it happened, right? So here's that shock, that trauma. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. 
your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around the information you just learned. This makes no sense. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that prevent chaos that govern you. Don't go there. Trust this person. This is how life works. And in one earth-shattering moment or series of moments, every rule you've known to be real and true is no longer. The bottom truly has bottomed out on you. And a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. It's terrifying. But think about it. If you were, you know, the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, we're like, okay, and we think it's good. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we think this is it. So we start planting roots here. And four things happen. And, and I'm sure you're going through like remembering exactly, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the first thing is we start getting all these small self benefits. We get to be right. We get our story. We get someone to blame. We get a target for our anger. We get sympathy from everybody we talk to, right? We don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? Forget it. I'm just not going to trust anybody. So we plant roots. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. Now, because we're here longer than we should be, the mind starts doing things like, you know what, maybe I, maybe I deserved it. Maybe I'm not all that great. Maybe this, maybe that. And so we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to be here, but we don't know that. Because the, these are the thoughts we're thinking. This is the energy we're putting out. So like energy attracts like energy. So now, all of a sudden circumstances and relationships and people are coming towards you to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. And it gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. Right here is where we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior. Now think about it. You do this for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit a year, 10 years, I can see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating or that drinking you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? Oh, a, a, a thousand percent. And this is the hardened profile right That's here. Hardened, yep. This is hardened because... They're, they're surviving, and now this is just a way of life. This is, this is why people stay in stage three forever. And the symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, that's who has it. Yeah. This stage three, you know? So it's so it becomes so comfortable in such a sucky way, <laughs> you know? It's, just because it's, it's familiar doesn't mean it's good, but it's familiar. And then there are so many people that are here, too. Yeah. So it's like, these are my people, right? And that's the way that works. So if you're willing to let go of the small self-benefits, grieve, mourn the loss, bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. 
Stage four, and, and remember yourself at this place because you so did this. Okay. Stage four. I, I, yes is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Mm -hmm. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my experience, but I control what I do with it. And just in that decision, that mental decision, you start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you stop the massive damage you've been causing in stage two and stage three. What's also interesting about stage four is, you know, and think about it. it well, I always, always use this example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff's not all there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. There's something that feels new, unfamiliar, but okay. And what's, what's interesting though is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be in that new space. And what I found was this was the space that if your friends weren't there for you right here, you don't take them with you. This is where you've outgrown them because you're undergoing this transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. When you're in this mental space, you're making it cozy. You're making it home. You move into the fifth, most beautiful uh, stage. And this is healing rebirth and a new worldview. The body starts to heal self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth that earlier. Now you do. Your mind is healing. You're making new rules, new boundaries based on the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on everything you see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Uh, so thank you for that. And it's what's very interesting to me is how many people get very, very comfortable with what is actually incredibly unhealthy and uncomfortable, which is stage three. So many people that I know are in that stage or I have been in that stage for so long. You know, and, and trust again maps you through the five stages, but I found everybody is getting stuck in stage three. So from hardened to healed is only for those people in stage three, because it was shocking to me that you've bothered to go through something so painful. Why would you just stop well, in survival? I think that the reason that people stop, let me ask you, I, okay, mm -hmm. I have my own thoughts. Yeah. What are your thoughts on why people get stuck in survival? Why they literally they sit there? there are so many benefits you receive from that space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do. Really, I, yes. Yeah. And it's better than what it was. Yep. That's it. And it was that much. It was so hard to get to this space. So do I really want to continue going on? What people don't understand is that the fun actually happens when you step out of stage three. Exactly. Please hear that everyone. Like the fun truly, truly starts to happen in that transformation space where you go from stage three on up and you continue on. That's 100%. the space of like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is, this is, who knew that all, like, that's where the, literally the, the, for me, the magic happened yeah. was when I was, and I know when my stage three, not staying here moment was, and it was when I was standing on a rock in Sequoia National Park and I looked out and I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. I can't continue on with this space. Yeah. This is so this, and it, for me, it was a feeling of, it was almost scary that I was getting comfortable with that. Yes. And I was like, I can't, nope, nope, yeah. no way in hell. Am I going to get comfortable? Which is actually, as I looked at it, 
not at all what I wanted in my lifetime. Right. Right. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to have to continue to pulling back the layers and really diving into what do I want? What, when I was 17, when I was a young girl, how did I truly want to live my life? It wasn't this. Mm -hmm. And yet I was becoming comfortable, which was actually really sucky. Well, you know, and and I, I love that you said that. And here's the thing, just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's good. That's what I mean. That's exactly yeah. it was and, toxic. And you saw that. And, and so many people think just because it's familiar, that makes it okay. And they're so afraid of the unfamiliar, but all it is is unfamiliar, just like everything else you've ever done. <laughs> well, it was unfamiliar and then it was familiar when you did it. And here's the deal. When you've never fully experienced, right, what is healthy and amazing, yeah. that that unfamiliarity is actually the most amazing space to be in because that's where you experience the true depth of not only love from others, but self-love with you. And that is actually like, that is the transformation at its best. And also that's when, that's when you have opportunities that never would have shown up had that not happened. If I, first of all, I never would have opened the PBT Institute, written all those books, the TEDx talks, if I didn't go through this, it's a totally different life. We see, and we see people in the Institute also like they're birthing new businesses, new bodies, new relationships. That's what shows up in stage four, stage five. That's the beauty of being willing to do something a little bit, a little bit, you know, different from what you know, but you're right. It's, it does take a lot of work and that's the part people shy away from, but you know, here's, can I give you another analogy? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's keep going. Explain it so well. Okay. (laughs) So like, let's say you have a messy room, take a messy garage, right? You don't think it's vying for your attention. Oh, but it is. And you do all you can to avoid that space because you don't like how it makes you feel. But then there's that one, right? If you have to grab something, you go, right? You go and you grab it. You're like, all right, I'm out of here. But then, yeah, I'm going to close the door quick. I don't want to even yeah, see it. <laughs> grab exactly. it. I'm out. <laughs> that's it. But then there's that one day where you're like, you know what? That's it. I'm going in. And yeah. think about what you do. You roll up your sleeves. You grab your garbage bags. And now think about what happens. It's actually worse. It's worse because I'm going to donate this. I'm going to toss that. I'll get this fixed. Stuff is all over the place, right? But then <laughs> I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm only kidding. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but think about what happens. You donate, you toss, you go to get fixed, whatever. And you get your nice little boxes, everything else. You put back what's left. And now think of how great you feel. You want to call your friends over and be like, come on over and look at my garage, right? The only way you can feel that is because you dove in and you did it. You can't feel that sense of empowerment, of pride, of satisfaction until and unless you go into that messy room. That's that's the whole thing with betrayal. Not going to lie. It's not easy, but it is the most transformative work you'll ever do. Well, and I, how many times do you see people completely self-sabotage mm-hmm. and fall back into the space of, I'm just going to drink more. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to look at this. I'm going to run from that. running. Oh my God. How many times do people run? Like, and then they run and then they run and then they run and run, run. What's that movie? Um, where he just keeps running. He just oh, keeps running. <laughs> no, Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh, right, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. He just keeps running, and it's like, uh, when are you yeah. going to stop? And that's mm-hmm. that's that's the space where I actually I have these many many conversations with people. Yeah. When are you going to stop in the pause, allow yourself to be, 
and quit running. And you know, a, a question too that I ask a lot of our members because they choose a vice that's healthy. So they think it's good. So for example, maybe it's like, well, now I'm just so into this new health journey and well, that's really good, right? And I'm like, no, no, because it would be if health was your issue. But if you're doing that to avoid looking at what needs your attention, it's just a healthy distraction. Yeah, That's all it is. It's still there. It doesn't go away. You know, there's a mantra I've been saying for 30 years and I have, I seriously have clients that I'm still friends with. They tell me they they still remember and everybody, you should write this down. This is my way of saying, write this down. Ready? Just, yeah. Hard now, easy later, easy Mm -hmm. now, hard later, take your pick. It's going to be one of those two. And what so many people do is easy now, hard later. Like let's take weight loss, right? Easy now. They're the cookies. I want them hard later. I can't button my pants, right? Hard now. They're the cookies. I want them. I'm going to have an apple instead. Easy later. Look at me. You see what I mean? Now it's the same thing when it comes, when it comes to betrayal, it is a case of hard now. I'm not going to lie, but easy later you get to transform. There's no denying it. That's what happens. And they will do everything in their power to avoid the hard now. Yeah. yeah. So they just keep doing the easy now, easy now, easy now. Right, right. right. And I think that for so many people too, they look at betrayal as, as a shame. Like they're just, you know, they're ashamed of it. And why would somebody do that to me? What? Somebody did that to me. They don't want to talk about it. And one of the most important things that we can do to lift it off of our hardened heart, hurt heart, our heart that, you know, has been through so much is literally to speak our truth. Speaking our truth will literally set you free. And if that means taking a piece of paper and literally writing it down and saying, this happened to me, and then going and standing in front of the mirror and looking yourself in the eye and saying, this happened to me, and then going and having a conversation that we trust, this friend, anybody, this happened to me, and then finding one stranger that you can say, oh, that happened to me too. And just keep it, keep it just small steps, very, very small steps, but that truth will set you free. If you're not going to speak it, if you're not going to acknowledge it and face it, it is going to continue to eat you up. Not only that, shame is the most physically destructive emotion we have. Uh-huh. So that shame, that shame will is just chipping away at your health, at your sanity, at your wellness, at your self-esteem, at your ability to love again, feel safe again, trust again. And you just you you owe yourself so much more than that. So yeah, and, well, and it's important who you share it with too, because if that person yeah. doesn't really get it, you know, that's, that's an issue. Like I see, well, you know, well, go I, ahead. Like there's so many things here. We also, so many times I have found, we'll go to people that we know aren't going to get it mm-hmm. because if somebody gets it, they're going to hold us accountable to actually face it. So we will find the people that truly aren't going to help us to face what is really scaring us most. Yeah. And then the secondary thing is, and I talk to my clients about all this, about this all the time too. Shame as Brene Brown talks about this. Shame is the comparison to perfectionism, right? And so we're not meant to be perfect human beings. We're not meant to actually stand there and say, nobody would actually hurt me because guess what? You're human. Humans hurt humans. That does not make it okay because we also need to take the responsibility of healing ourselves so that we don't hurt other people, right? And so remember that you're not perfect and neither is the person that hurt you most. 
It's such a it's such an amazing opportunity, though, because you see a side of you that is so healed, so strong, ah. so confident, so healthy, you know, really because of that, that's the, that's the gift. So it's, it's just mind blowing to me that, and I guess it's because those benefits feel so much better and the, you know, yeah, you have your story, let's say, but you have such a better story if you heal the story gets so much better. The people you attract get so much better. The, the, your whole life gets so much better just from, from that healed space. Yeah. And again, it doesn't excuse the people that hurt you. That's mm-hmm. just not okay. No. And um, it doesn't excuse you for not stepping into that greatest space of self as well, mm-hmm. right? Like this is that possibility and the opportunity of the deepest growth. Yeah. I could just like keep diving in with you. Okay. So, uh, which we will, we still have some time here. So one of the things that I also want to talk to you about when you're, when you're talking about that hardened space, um, so many of my clients and myself included, I will fully acknowledge this. Uh, one of the things that I was really nervous about was my heart hardening. And I mean, in all the ways of intimacy, of love, of the deepest growth, of not love for self, because I, I learned how to soften my heart and be more compassionate with me. And it was more so that space of hardening as a human. Yeah. And I didn't want to harden as a human. And I also felt it acknowledged when I started hardening as a human, which sucked. I didn't like that. And I still have to acknowledge that as a woman, because then you've got that whole femininity space, right? I was always the fixer. I grew up with all boys. I have, you know, I only have sons. I grew up in a very male dominated space. And so my masculinity was something that was definitely um, focused on, right? Within myself. And then moving into that femininity space and saying, I'm not hardening through this, I want to continue to soften. And I still, this is something that I'm practicing on right now is, is continuing my softening space. Let's dive into that because it's something that I have found with my clients too, is, is, is a work in progress. Yeah. I I love that you're bringing this up. And, And here's the thing. It's, it's no different for, for men and for women that we have our feminine and masculine sides. Right. And uh, it is so easy. The go-to response is that hurts so much. And that pain was so deep that it is simply easier just to cut off everybody than take a chance and experience that again. I am not going to allow myself to be vulnerable. I'm not going to allow that wall to be you know, lowered because it's just not worth it. That's what people think. But here's the thing. Life is about relationships. It's about intimacy. It's about those deep connections. So it's like, let's say you love cooking and you get burned on the stove and you swear off cooking. That's not fair to you. Now, do you need to learn how to approach the stove carefully and and be a little, you know, do things a little bit differently? Of course, but it's not fair to you to give them that much power and let let that person's actions and behaviors harden our heart so we can experience the love that we deserve. Yeah. 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 And you know, the other thing is is that when it comes to betrayal, and I know that a lot of my audience has had this as well. One betrayal 
And then we, we, we may have another betrayal later on and that betrayal may trigger the past betrayal. And then we're like hardening even more. Cause we're like, well, this sucks. I've felt this before. I don't like it. Yeah. See, this just continues to happen to me. Right. It's just, we, we put ourselves into that space of, I've seen this so many times. This just keeps happening to me. And if this just keeps happening to me, I'm going to shut everything up and I'm not going to let anybody in at all. But that's that unhealed betrayal. That's that repeat unhealed betrayal, betrayal is an unhealed betrayal. That if you look at the theme, uh, yeah, the faces change. It's a little bit of a different experience, but look at the theme, the common theme. What's going on there? Do you have a belief that you aren't lovable, worthy, and deserving? Do you do you have a belief that you don't you don't matter? You don't you know your boundaries or your needs don't don't matter. Take a look because that experience is showing up to, to get you to realize that that's all it is. And until and unless that changes, that lesson isn't learned. And I get how frustrating it is when it's, it's the, you know, the faces change and it's the same thing. And you say, what the heck is it me? Like I said before, yes, it is in that it's your opportunity. It's not your fault. It's your opportunity right there. And if you're going to bother going through all that pain, extract the lesson, you know, and, and make those changes. Cause when you do, it'll change your life. It'll absolutely change your life. Can I ask you something, please? That's going to be a little bit more personal. Yeah. Okay. So what is the work that, what's the work that you continue? Cause you've, you continue on this work, this journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I continue on this work on this journey. Yeah. I think that sometimes, in fact, I had a call with somebody recently and they were like, well, but you're like way on the other side of it, you know, like you're just, you're good. You're just like, are you kidding me? I, I can, I think that sometimes huh, I know that people tend to forget the fact that you still work on this. I still work on this as a betrayal, trauma, survivor, thriver, continuing this journey. We have to. And so what is the work? What's the work that you're continuing on? What's you know, work? I would say probably and and maybe this is sort of letting myself off easy one of the one of the things the biggest thing for me uh that keeps me on track is knowing that i'm representing the work and knowing that yeah. i'm certifying coaches in the five stages knowing that i have the pbt institute and everybody in there is counting on moving through those stages so there's something about um, you know, this way it just keeps me clean. It just keeps me honest. I have to do the work because then I can show up authentically. That's not to say, you know, I'm, I'm still not, you know, healing or something won't get me or, you know, a trigger, but it doesn't have the same charge. But what keeps having me do the work is so that I can honestly and authentically just be like, this is what's going on. I'm just living, you know, and, and, um, and also, I think what really helped me was going through going through this the study and just simply implementing everything the study was proving works. And and now I'm going to get a little weird on you, no. uh, and that's okay. It's how I know my people. <laughs> so uh, what happens is there's a real strong move to, for uh, spirituality when someone's been betrayed. Uh, I saw people moving towards the spiritual side of their religion they would leave their religion completely because they felt their religion wasn't supporting them. They would, um, they weren't really feeling much of anything. They became very spiritual. And I was always pretty spiritual. Um, but there's something about betrayal where you, you feel you've lost connection 
just to everything and everyone. And when trust is shattered, you don't trust the person who betrayed you. And then you don't trust yourself. You're like, I'm a bright person. How did I not see? How did I not know? So if I don't trust the person I trusted the most and I don't trust myself, well, how in the world can I trust in anyone or anything? So there was a move towards spirituality because it's sort of like, well, at least I can trust in something bigger other than me. Mm -hmm. So that was the case with me too. And I, I went to see a spiritual a counselor. She's since become a different. And I walk in and this is my first, cause I'm like, I need some help here. This is this bigger than anything I've ever dealt with. And I walk in and she just starts laughing. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's like, oh, how you two planned this. I was like, what? She goes, yeah, he needed something so catastrophic to crash and burn. So he can be the husband, father, friend. He's supposed to be you. You needed something so big so you could heal and teach from this deep place of knowing. You're going to have an institute. You're going to have all these books. You're going to have this following around betrayal. And I'm like, you're crazy. You know, so in uh -huh. my case, there was something about it where I was like, what if she's right? You know, why do we go through these things? I have no idea. Right. But what if there's something about this? I'm going to do my best to heal, having nothing to do with anything else. I'm just going to be there for my kids, my clients. But what if there's something to that? I don't know. Uh, you do know. <laughs> oh, it's it just felt like it needed it. I don't know. You. I'm throwing it right back at you. Yeah. Yeah. You do know, actually. Yeah. You do. Yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it, um, what's interesting about this and everything that you're saying is that I had uh, some serious spiritual uh, awakenings throughout my journey as well. Serious spiritual awakenings. And I used to think, are people going to even understand any of this? Like, are they going to understand the spiritual awakening that happens when you've gone through your deepest, most darkest moments? And what I will say is that I had a client on one of my retreats and she actually brought that up. She said, I had no idea that this was going to be such a spiritual awakening for myself as a human um, going through this journey of nature healing and forgiveness and, you know, recovery in so many different areas of our lives. And truthfully, it's been one of the most amazing I think parts of my own journey is having this spiritual awakening in nature, in the mountains, when I can literally be climbing a peak, have the most amazing connection with universe, God, nature, mother nature, earth, the, you know, the, the animals, the spirits, just like my own angels that I know are looking over me that I trust and know that I can surrender because it's for my highest good. It is such an incredible space of faith yep. and surrendering and opening to oh. everything that is yeah. around us. You just know. So when yeah. people say to when when my clients now say to me, I know, like I know, like I know, I'm like, yeah, that's that inner trust, that inner faith that you have been able to rebuild, that you have been able to really tap into. That's always been there. Mm -hmm. Right. And now you're you've had you've got a self-awareness that you listen to. Yeah. On a daily basis. And that's a part of the work. And you trust it. That's the thing. It deepens that trust. I love that. Everything you just said is just so, I mean, it's, it's so important to realize how big of a role spirituality plays in healing. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's that building of trust and that wise inner guide, you know, who knows yeah. you so well. And when we listen and we trusted, that's the voice that we start listening to. And we start hearing, sometimes it takes that crash and burn to hear that, hear those messages, 
because they're not going to scream over the voice of your ego. Oh, please say that one more time. They're not going to scream over the voice of your ego, right? They are not going to scream over the voice of your ego. And that is your, that is your inner guide. That is your true North. Mm -hmm. And when you can truly sit with it, just sit with it and not run from it or numb it out. Like there's, that's again, that's that space of so many times we numb it out. We don't, we don't want to have to listen to it because, oh my gosh, what if it's right? <gasps> yeah. Well, that's that's here's here's what, what you're going to find too. Yes. It's going to sound crazy yeah. because it's so contradictory to, it's so different from everything you've always done. Yeah. So the natural instinct is be like that. What was that? That's nuts. Well, yeah. And that's what you're ready for. That's what you're ready for. That's what you're ready for. I love you. You're <laughs> like, a new bestie. I know. I'm like, well, how did this happen? That is to me. Well, and, and I always laugh when I say that to myself. I'm like, how did this happen? What do you mean? How did this happen? Give me a break. You're guided. Like, stop. That's it. It's so true. It's just so true. We overcomplicate everything. Yeah. Everything. Just so trust true. and surrender and stay open. It's the most beautiful space to be in. Yeah. And Don't find your people. Complicated. You find your people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are out of time. And I just want to also acknowledge a huge thank you because this was such a good conversation. And I want to have you back at some point. Will you come back? Yeah. I just need an invitation. That's it. I've, I've got like this, we're going to go off of this and I'm going to bring up some things with you because I like, there's so much here. Um, and you know, I, I, I just want to say and acknowledge something that has happened here and that is connection and community is so vital and important. And when you do this work, you find the people, uh, I'm not even going to say you find the people. It just like attracts like, right. And so don't turn your back on that. It's do not turn your back on that to all of you that are listening. So, and um, can I add something too? I could never have attracted someone as awesome as you if I didn't do the work. You're so sweet. You see how that works? And good and bad. Same, same. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're you're a doll. I was just so excited to get to know you even more deeply. (laughs) This is awesome. Thank you for being here. And um, everyone go back and listen again. Take more notes. Where can we find you? That's always the best question. Yeah. Well, if you if you want to know if you healed or hardened, just take the quiz, healed or hardened quiz.com. That's awesome. And you're on Instagram, you are on Facebook, you're in all the spaces. And mm-hmm. uh, we will put all of that at the bottom of our show notes as well. So everybody can go and find you and um, continue listening and following along and learning. Yeah. Thank Thank you you. so much. I appreciate it. My friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful to have you here. I'd love to invite you over to sarahschultencrans.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to survivor. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who may need to hear from others going through where they are right now. 
To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page. Leave a message in my comments and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you. And as I always say, I believe in you, us, always. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.